This is Doug Thompson of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and today we're going to be talking with Washington County Assessor Russell Hill about the possibility, if it can't be forestalled, of property owners in the county getting a significantly uh, higher assessment for tax purposes on their property despite a severe uh, pandemic that's hurting businesses and homeowners all over. I'm going to ask Mr. Hill to uh, describe the situation and then also today we're going to be talking to Steve Clark of the um, Fayetteville Chamber of Commerce about uh, the potential impact of such a uh, reappraisal. So Mr. Hill, I'm just going to open it up and ask you to give me a brief, light, light, as brief as it can be, uh, <laughs> I understand that's, not, that, that's quite a challenge, but tell me what... Um, what are we facing here? What's the what's the prospect here? Go right. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, so, uh, 2020 is is uh, our time to do our countywide reappraisal. Mm -hmm. Now, what that is, it's an assessment review of all the real estate parcels in the county, and then we adjust the values to reflect the current market conditions. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there's an act, 1185, that was introduced in 1999 that says the minimum reappraisal cycle is either three to five years based on the growth in the market. So our last reappraisal was in 2015. So we we're at the end of our five-year cycle. Mm -hmm. And um, so what that means is I'm going to send out in July, I'm scheduled to send out about 100,000 letters to all of the property owners uh, in Washington County, letting them know this is what your new value is on your property. Mm -hmm. uh, now, of course, uh, the market here has done very, very well over the last five years, and, and mm -hmm. we've seen because we, monitored, we monitor, monitor it on a daily basis, and we've seen uh, about anywhere from a 28 to 30% increase on average, mm -hmm. countywide, um, in Washington County, so that's gonna be reflective on their property values. Now, mm -hmm. there are caps that are in place that protect property owners, mm -hmm. and, um, so the cap limits increases to 5% annually on a principal residence, 10% on all other properties. That's when you get into rentals, uh, businesses, commercial properties, they would go up 10% each year until it catches the market rate. Um, what I'm wanting to do is delay our reappraisal until 2021 because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. Uh, so that's my desire to do that. My thought is, is um, right now we are in a economic recovery. We're still mm -hmm. in an economic downfall. We don't know how far it's going to drop. We, we don't know how, how great the pandemic is going to have an effect on Washington County. And the other thing, when we set these values, the values that we currently have in place for our reappraisal are based on the fall of 2019. Yeah. And so that's before the pandemic took place. So we're anticipating 
not a huge fall in the market, but we're anticipating a dip in the market by the end of 2020. And that's another reason why we would like to push this out a year. I, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think this is now, this is not a good time to send the people in Washington County a tax increase on their property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also set lock in values that mm-hmm. we anticipate are going to dip by the end of this year. I'd rather lock them in at the end of this year and then send the notices out next year and give people some time to recover. One thing I did want to make explicitly clear, this is not the county's idea. This is You, you said that in the course of, of your description, but this is a state mandated, you got to do it at least every five years type situation. Sure. Yeah, everything that the assessor's office does, we are uh, we are mandated by state law or county ordinance, and so I'm mm-hmm. just following state law. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm trying to do and uh, is is find a way legally that we can push this back and have these rules amended. There's a couple of ideas that I'm working on mm-hmm. to make that happen. And I did talk earlier this uh, week with Charlie Collins, at the, the finance director, or one of the, oh, pardon me, um, rev- revenue directors for the, uh, for the state, and he did say that they are looking at this and trying to find a way through to do this that complies with state law. Steve, um, as Russell's just described, trying to do a reappraisal now would really be trying to hit a rapidly moving target, frankly. I mean, we don't know what the pandemic uh, has done to to property values and such as that. Um, Any light you can shed on that as far as uh, members of your chamber? Go ahead. uh, From the chamber's perspective, First of all, we're thankful for having elected officials like Russell Hill, mm-hmm. who's paid attention to what this means to businesses and residences throughout Washington County, because this touches everybody. This is not a Fayetteville or Springdale or Farmington or Greenland problem. This is a Washington County problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, the statute, when it was enacted, mm-hmm. uh, did not take into account that there would be any sort of crisis as there is now. And as both of you have stated, this is uh, a moving target, and it changes literally on a 24-hour cycle. It doesn't change every week or every month. It changes on a 24-hour cycle. And to make a decision on information that in one day is old (laughs) is, is not both logically nor is it prudent uh, and nor is it good government and so mm-hmm. we think this is a, a burden that would come to homeowners and to business owners at absolutely the wrong time and under the wrong set of conditions um, you know everybody should pay their fair taxes but yeah. um, if we use this process and use the numbers in 2019 instead of the numbers in 2020, mm-hmm. people are not going to be paying their fair taxes. They're going to be paying more than their fair taxes. And they've already had to deal with that on top of shutting down their businesses, laying off employees. And and what is also um, concerning about this is, is that we're now just through about a third of this year. We don't know what the other, you know, uh, eight or nine months holds. And um, the 
the ability to push this back a year would give us the ability to have concrete information, established information, proven information, and uh, a way that businesses can then uh, predict what the impact's going to be. But mm-hmm. um, this would be one of those causes, if left as is, that somebody would say when they wrote a story or responded to a story you were writing, what happened to your business? He would say coronavirus and that property tax increase in 20 based on values of my business, which it might have been in 19, but it certainly wasn't in 20, because in 19 I had 50 employees, in 20 I had one. Yeah, if that. Oh, they, could, they could easily say the government shut me down and then they raised my taxes. That's right. That's just that that's me out of business. That raises an important point. Yeah, a lot of be a lot of businesses. For instance, uh, salons, barbershops, gyms. Yes, they physically cannot let customers into their premises. I mean that literally. I mean if you got a if you're a restaurant with a dining room, um, it has it certainly affects the value if you can't allow anybody in it. I'll put it that way. Uh, one point that I neglected to mention, of course, Washington County, as, as both of you have alluded to, is not the only one uh, facing this problem. Uh, 19 other counties. Um, Eight, 18. I'm sorry, 18 19 other. Total. 19 total, including Washington. 18 other counties are up for reappraisal this year. As a matter of fact, um, I, talk, I, I briefly got to talk to the... Um, um, assessor for Sebastian County yesterday who said, look, whatever the economic impact, whatever the tax revenue impact of this, giving somebody a higher reappraisal under these conditions is kicking them while they're down. That's the way he phrased it. And um, Well, he's, he's accurate. That's a fair statement. Mm-hmm. So right now, like I say, they're, they're trying to figure out um, a legal way to do this. Um, any, any, has any, Mr. Hill, you've mentioned some ideas, some avenues you'd like to try. How do you think this can be done, if it can be done? Well, we're, we're hoping that the governor could issue a declaration of emergency and then allowing the assessment coordination department mm-hmm. who, um, audits and supervises all 75 counties on their reappraisal, allow them to amend the rules and uh, and have us push our reappraisals back one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been talks on, you know, because there are, like you said, there are 19 counties that are up this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benton County is next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea was there, there are basically two schools of thought of doing it was allow those 19 assessors to decide for their county if they want to push it back one year, mm-hmm. and then if they do, automatically put them on a four-year for their next cycle, which would which would put them back onto a five-year cycle. Um, or just move all 75 counties back one year. Okay. Is, um, would that involve any added expense to the county? I mean, 
I mean, it's an ongoing process. You, you, you know what I'm saying? No, it, it, yeah, I, no, it wouldn't. Uh, what we would do, there's a statute in there that says all properties need to be inspected within a five-year period during a reappraisal. So what we would do is we would just go back and re-inspect all the properties that we did during year one mm -hmm. of our five-year cycle. Mm -hmm. We'd reinspect those, and we would still be adding all new construction that's taking place yeah. in our county. So those would still be going on as usual. So you know, and you got to look at the big player, the the people that that receive the funding for this. Which you know, eighty percent of that, eighty to eighty-two percent goes to fund our schools. Mm -hmm. Nine percent funds the county. About seven percent funds uh, city government. And I've spoken with uh, Doug Sprouse, mayor of Springdale. He's in favor of moving it back a year. Uh, I'm, I've got a phone call with Lionel Jordan later mm -hmm. today, but I would think that Mayor Jordan would be in favor of it as well because, again, it's it's protecting the people and protecting the businesses. And, uh, and of course, their, their primary revenue is sales tax. Right, you know, and so if these businesses shut down. Well, they're not generating sales Any tax sales anymore. Tax, yeah. So it it would kind of hurt them. So, and then I have a meeting uh, Wednesday with the superintendents for the school districts in Washington County. Those are the ones that um, that I really need to talk to again because they're receiving eighty, you know, about eighty two percent, depending on the school district of this money that comes in to fund them. Uh, the thing that I will tell them and the people need to understand, because our schools have been great during this time and what they're doing and adjusting, I commend, I mean, we've got a wonderful, wonderful school districts in the county and, and that's reflective in, in our market because mm -hmm. they go really hand in hand with property values because the first thing a person asks is when they buy a house is what school districts it in. You know, and, and yep. we've got great school districts here, and that's the reason, you know, for the, a lot of the growth that's going on here in the county. Um, but what we would do is their budgets would not go down the following year. Mm -hmm. They would still increase because we would be adding new construction to it. We're simply just moving it down the road before we raise the caps uh, on the properties. It makes sense. I do want to mention, and I should have mentioned earlier, I didn't invite uh, uh, representatives from the aid, from the uh, regional educational co-op, and they they politely declined, saying saying that you know that we've got to talk to for one of the things we're going to have that very meeting you spoke of, and uh, also, ironically enough. Uh, that meeting is going to take place electronically by Zoom because we are, after <laughs> all, <laughs> after all, in the middle of a pandemic. <coughs> um, the um, would, would the look? Everybody wishes they could wake up tomorrow and this whole thing would be over. Okay. Uh, would the fact that the governor is hopefully <coughs> going to lift some of those, those restrictions on crowds, if the data supports it, is that would that, Mr. Hill, would that change your mind about whether to put this off for another year? What no, okay. no, we need to we need to stay. The damage has already been done. Yeah, it's just now. It's just, and, and I understand that's why the governor's. You know, he's he's trying to 
balance. It's it's a, it's a tough balancing act of balancing the health of the public, but also not falling into an economic tragedy as well. And so it's a very, very difficult uh, rope to walk. And I think, you know, I commend him for what he's doing. I think he's doing an excellent job in trying to balance that as best as he can. Uh, but I think the damage for a lot of folks has is, is already taken place. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a dip. The market's going to dip. Uh, it just Now it's just how much. And I won't know. I won't have an idea until the 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 later part of 2020 mm-hmm. and then that's when we need to lock in our values mm-hmm. and um, and then give people and then give people a little more time to recover financially before their property taxes increase steve any light we can... agree with all that okay uh, but you got to understand the recovery is going to be not just one day or one week we're mm-hmm. going to take the rest of 2020 to try to recover from the damage that has occurred in the last 45 days in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, a business could be open next Friday or a week from Friday, but that doesn't mean that it's ready to, uh, it's not going to have 30 people standing at the front door saying, feed me yeah. or let me buy a pair of shoes from you. That process has to build back up and uh, it will come slowly because uh, consumers uh, have had their confidence shaken about their mm-hmm. ability to have a job and then having funds to spend. And then they've had their confidence shaken about the concern about the virus and being um, uh, infected by it. So what impact that would have on their life. And so in that instance, um, we've had a major change as people start looking about how they're going to live life. Uh, here at the chamber, uh, we open up May the 4th. Uh, if you're walking through the building from your car, you're wearing a mask. If you're in the building in your office, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you get up out of your office and walk down the hall of the bathroom, you got to wear a mask. you got to wash your hands two times a day. We'll clean the front door two times a day. We'll clean the elevator two times a day. We'll clean our kitchen here two times a day. We'll clean our bathroom. We've never done those things. But we're doing that because we have to make sure that once we open, we can stay open. And uh, so when you start putting that burden on businesses, uh, some as long as small as a sole proprietor, mm-hmm. one person doing it all, or to those that are as large as uh, our largest employer, of course, is the university, and the second one is the hospital, mm-hmm. and the third one is the Fayetteville Public Schools. When you start doing that, and we have over 100 companies that have 100 employees, just think what all that does and those folks are just trying to get back to get to have the confidence to know they're going to get a paycheck the Mm -hmm. confidence to know that the product they make can enter the market and be sold and and some of them uh, are literally uh, as the assessor said that they're not coming back and that's not one that could be 15 or 20 or 30 percent we don't know but it's going to be a substantial number of businesses that were here on january the first that won't be here uh, on december 31st of this year and they did everything right yeah they're still not going to be here yeah i understand what what you're saying i mean we we (laughs) talked about the government restrict i'm sorry with some, Mr. Hill, were you about to say something, or did I interrupt? Oh, I was just going to reiterate that um, right now, 
business older owners, they, they really need a hand up. And I mm-hmm. think pushing this back a year would give them a hand up and not a slap in the face. And I yeah. think if I sent this out, not only just business owners, but every property owner in Washington County. Yeah. Um, That's true. I mean, we've been talking about this from the business owner's point of view, but let's talk about a, a home buyer who, um, frankly, has lost his or her job. I mean, that, that or had their hours reduced or, so, or such as that. Um, right. Those are, yeah. or, or people who have had to dip, you know, they had a savings put back. We're getting ready to buy our home. Yeah. Well, now we lost our jobs. Now we're having to dip into this savings because I got laid off. Mm-hmm. And now that's going to push it down before I can buy a house. And so now you've just taken a lot of potential buyers out mm-hmm. of the market. And so now your demand is lower, um, which now you're affecting um, commission costs for realtors, title companies, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mortgage lenders. You know, it, it's just got a huge trickle effect mm-hmm. when each person is affected. It, it affects multiple different groups. And, um, and frankly, the numbers that I would be, the values that I would be applying to these properties in Washington County mm-hmm. are going to be inflated in July. Yeah. Because yes. we're going off of we're going off of 2019 values. Mm-hmm. One of the things, and that doesn't. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to mention. I'm just going to say, Steve's turn. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm just going to say that's disposable income you're touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is their take-home money, and so what they would have used to buy bread or milk, or what they had used to, uh, you know, replace a broken window from the kid was playing baseball in the yard, and mm-hmm. it's the money they used to live on is going to be reduced if we take this action, and we don't know, um, we know the direct impact, but um, there are 26 million uh, applications for unemployment across the country this week. And when you start thinking about this is the largest number of people unemployed since the Great Depression. And yeah. and most of our a lot of our families are two income families. And sometimes both of those people could get laid off in this. And you are um I kind of like what you said that Sebastian County Assessor said is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hitting somebody when they're down. We're pushing them up to the coffin. You do this, you're going to push it in, and, and then you're going to nail it shut. Mm-hmm. It's just not. It's not. It's not good government. It's not good policy, and it certainly is uh, acting on unknowns that can't be proven. So you should get all the facts, be specifically certain, get the exact assessment, a correct assessment uh, of what this property is worth, residential or commercial. Do it in 2020 because it's not worth today what it was this time a year ago mm-hmm. because of this pandemic. And so the, uh, the government recognizes that. And the instances is for the governmental institutions to say, uh, we've been affected by the change. You've been affected by the change. We've asked for you to be uh, understanding as we deal with the changes. Let us be understanding as you deal with the changes. I understand. Let's talk, um, not to give special emphasis to the city of Fayetteville, but I am going to point out that it has always been a city where large gatherings of people is very important. I mean, not, and I'm not just talking about the football season, okay? I mean, a lot of businesses rely, frankly, on a lot of traffic. 
uh, in this city. And I'm not implying that Springdale and other other cities are not that way. But you see what I'm you see what I'm getting at here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it it it, it seems like it's going to hit Fayetteville particularly hard, even if we do recover in time to have you know games at the, at the uh, football games at the university. Anybody want to talk about that aspect? And any uh, uh, anybody got any points about that aspect of it? Well, here's how it impacts us initially. Mm -hmm. There there should be seven home football games. So Mm -hmm. seven times between September 1st and November the 30th, our city is is to double in size over Mm -hmm. a two- and three-day period with those people coming to town spending about $127 per person Mm -hmm. that visit. Then when Lights of the Ozarks comes and when Bikes and Blues comes, mm-hmm. those also between those dates, you would double the size of our city another two or three times. Mm-hmm. Now, in that amount of contact and everybody spending $127 a day, so you can literally do seven times 70, there's 490,000 people, mm-hmm. and then do it four times again uh, for the the two events, doubled, so another, uh, but eight times. That's 500, see, that's a million dollars of money that would have been spent by visitors to our community in a period that it covers September, October, and November, 90 days. That's huge, and that impact on business cannot be um, um, uh, strongly. I cannot impress on each of you enough, or on the governor and our uh, administrators at the state level. And believe me, they're all good. They've done a great job. I'm not being uh, Mm -hmm. critical of them, but I am saying I cannot impress upon them enough what that impact can be Mm -hmm. and how important that it is for our business to get back to business so they can take advantage of some of that. If that doesn't happen, um, uh, that's a whole new bearing. And if you're sitting here today saying, okay, since we don't know what will happen, but we know what could happen, we're going to move this back one year. And mm-hmm. I think you should do it across the state, just done. But move it back for these 19 counties uh, because you're then going to not only raise their taxes, you're taxing them on value that they no longer have. Mm-hmm. This is has been, a, frankly, a surprise to everybody. Um, I don't. I think it's safe to say that. I mean, I was there when they invented the cycle. It was a lot. That's how old I am. But um, <laughs> they um, is. If we get through this, if the if a way is is found, or let me just ask it this way: Is there a permanent legislative fix, some sort of emergency clause, or something you can you can uh, you know that perhaps should be incorporated into the law? If you know, knock on wood, hope it, pray it doesn't happen. But if something like this happens again, um, is there a emergency clause that ought to be put on these assessments and appraisals and such as that. Anybody got any ideas on that? I don't know what it'd be, frankly. Well, I, my thought is, is you know, um, we're here to 
provide a service for the people and to to manage things and you know and their laws are in place to protect people and then sometimes and this just happens to be bad timing Mm -hmm. on this to fall this way and there needs to be a mechanism that when the law gets in the way Mm -hmm. and it actually hurts people and it's gonna it's gonna damage the community uh, we need to have some sort of a, an emergency break that we can hit or something to switch the tracks and go mm-hmm. we need to go around that and that's where I think that I'm looking at it, you know is there's there's an opportunity here if I if I have to I can I think I can file a petition for declaratory order saying you know this this the rules that we have in place are not right and it's actually going to damage uh, these counties mm-hmm. that are looking to uh, that that are scheduled by law to do their reappraisal this year. Um, so that that would be my, my first step. Is mm-hmm. you know let's let's see what the legislature or the governor can do to step in and just you know tell ACD let's amend the rules and this is how we're going to do it. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna you know have all seventy five counties just go back one year, you know, or these nineteen counties we're gonna move them back a year, mm. um, you know. But it, it's got to be done, uh, not just the not just for the financial reasons, but I think for the emotional yeah. reasons. For I mean, these business owners are under a lot of stress and uncertainty, and they they just don't need to be kicked, uh, you know, while they're down. Uh, during this, and that's exactly what it would be. Um, mm-hmm. oh, so our first step is, yeah, and I think the governor, I think once it's brought to his attention, if there's any power that he has within his power, he's he's been definitely a a, a jobs governor mm-hmm. uh, and education governor, and and so I think this would definitely something that he would be in favor for. Uh, uh, it's just you know what's what's the legal means of that. Okay. Um, Steve, you're a former attorney general. What's your thoughts on the matter? You could, in any legislation, put some clause that says um, either have trigger points or you have an economic turndown due to or in, uh, outline events, pandemics, and, and mm-hmm. you can, or a turndown in the number of unemployment insurance claims that are made. And you could do it on a county basis. You could do it on a statewide basis. But you could also just empower. Uh, and in this instance, it would be the governor. And, and I agree with uh, Russell Hill. Governor's been a wonderful governor from the mm-hmm. chamber's perspective. He's done a marvelous job. Uh, he's helped us grow as a state. He's helped us within the state as individuals grow. He is about jobs. He is about economic development. He is about skill development and all those things. And and fortunately, in my lifetime, we've been blessed with a lot of good governors. So, so Governor Hutchinson's not the only good governor we've had. Mm-hmm. You, so it shows that you could put that authority there. But you also could uh, put a trigger point in it that allows a local assessor. So uh, Assessor Hill's office is one of the best in the nation. They're not just the best in Arkansas. They have the highest certifications and accreditations. They participate at the highest levels. They're recognized across the country for doing a really outstanding job. And so when you've got assessors like that, they can see sometimes the challenge coming before the state does. And that's really what's happened here. 
uh, Assessor Hill said, you know, I'm on the front line every day. I'm doing this every day. I've just begun to realize, not just, but I have come to realize this is an issue and a real issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not to say that the state hasn't thought about it, but um, there have been a lot of other things to think about, which are giving tests and getting tests and getting mm-hmm. uh, ventilators and getting personal protection equipment. So they, they've had a lot of other things on the on their agenda that they had to address. But mm-hmm. now this has been brought up at a very timely uh, time, and it's a chance for us to not penalize, but promote. Uh, and there's a big difference between those two words. Not penalize a business for having to be functioning, or a person buying a house, or a person owning a house, or a retired person uh, being penalized for what happened in 2020 through no action of their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead promote for them the opportunity to face this challenge, face it with all the tools they could possibly have, and continue on with the efforts that they've got. So, yeah, I think you could write some legislation. Um, you also, I, I may be, and I would argue that there's probably constitutionally some inherent power from the office of the governor to step up as he's done with emergency orders here, as we did with the mayor in Fayetteville with emergency orders there, saying in the instance of the police power, protection of health, safety, health, safety, and welfare. Yeah. And in this instance, it's welfare and uh, that we can act. And, uh, and, it, and we need it, frankly, because uh, our world is changing faster than most of us are ready for it to change. And this is just one of those instances where we've been caught up in that mm-hmm. totally unexpected, totally uh, unforeseen challenge of a pandemic. Gentlemen, I think we've all been pretty much amazed at how much the world can change in a short period of time after going through all this. <laughs> I yes. Th- I thank y'all. I think I think we've pretty I think we've covered it pretty well. Is there anything I've glossed over or um, neglected to mention that needs to be brought up on this topic? Either of you? I don't think so. Okay. I don't either. Well, thank we you. shall we shall wait and see what develops. Um, Thanks again. This is Doug Thompson, Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Uh, We will have a story on this issue sometime over the weekend. And thanks for listening.